It was Mitch who found the girl. I'd stopped at a cemetery on the Chicago-Evanston border to let him and Peppy stretch their legs, and he took off. I ran after him, but I'd left the dogs in the car too long. Mitch was out to prove I wasn't the boss of him. Car swerved, honked, brakes squealed as he bolted across Sheridan Road and disappeared down a boulder-covered hill to the lake. Somehow I hung on to Peppy's leash as she chased him. We crossed the road without being hit, but almost toppled a cyclist on the other side. I peered anxiously down the rocky hillside, trying to see Mitch, but he'd vanished. He still had his leash on, at risk for a broken leg, or worse, if it caught on an outcropping. There were too many crevices in the rocks and concrete blocks the city had dropped there. I called to him, strained to hear a bark or a cry, but the lake was crashing into the rocks in front of me. Cars on Sheridan kept up a steady roar behind me. Peppy was still straining to follow Mitch. I unhooked her leash so she'd find him for me. She began sliding and clawing her way down the wet rocks and stopped at a spot about twenty feet below me. A strong spring wind was slamming waves onto the shore, sending spray high enough to wet my legs as I backed down, crab-like, holding onto the rocks to keep from sliding into the froth. When I finally reached Peppy, she was barking at Mitch's hindquarters. His head and shoulders were wedged between two boulders. I shoved her out of my way and pulled Mitch out. I managed to muscle in front of him and stick my own head into the narrow opening. He was whining, even snapping at my ankles in his desperation to get back in. I shone my phone's flashlight inside the opening. I'd been expecting some dead, rotting animal. But it was a girl, young, wearing a thin T-shirt that revealed small breasts. I slid forward, put my fingers on her neck, felt a faint pulse. I backed out. Mitch instantly ran in again, Peppy slithering in next to him. I tried calling 911, but couldn't get a signal down there. It would be impossible for me to force the dogs up the rocks, not when they had a mission and I was in slip-sliding shoes. I left them and worked my way back up to the edge of the road and called 911. A squad car appeared almost instantly. The driver got out and demanded an ID. A girl is stuck in the rocks down there. She needs help. I can't manage. I got a complaint about a lady and her dogs. You can't let them run around off-leash. Let's see some ID. Please, look. There's a girl trapped down there. I came up to call for help. She needs an emergency crew with ropes and a stretcher. He pressed his lips together, called into his lapel phone that he was investigating a possible emergency. He came to the barrier between the road and the rocks, gripping my arm, but he looked down and saw Mitch's tail. Peppy was smaller. She must have squirmed in front of him. That your dog? The girl is barely alive, I said, frantic. Please, you can see for yourself if you climb down.
He looked sourly at the rocks, but was saved by his phone. He exchanged a few sentences, then turned to me. Someone called in a complaint from the high-rise there. He jerked his head at a building on the other side of the road. Said a woman was taking her dogs down the rocks here. I guess that was you. Can you call the dogs, get them to come up? They won't leave the girl, and I'm not strong enough to carry them up these boulders. He looked over the side again, communed again with his lapel phone. We're locating a rescue team, but if this is a false alarm, it's a class four felony. It's not a false alarm, I said through thin lips. How long until they get here? Fifteen, twenty minutes? You go down and leash up those dogs. You cannot let them run wild in the park. I maneuvered my way back down the rocks. I attached the dogs' leashes to their harnesses and managed to hook the ends around a crack in a neighboring rock so that I could check on the girl. There was a faint fluttering in her neck pulses. Her face still had some of the softness of childhood. I thought she had fresh welts on her cheeks, but they were so grimy I wasn't sure. I was wearing a new jacket, red basket weave, not cheap, but I draped it across her front, tucking the sleeves behind her shoulders. It's okay, baby, I crooned. Help is on the way. Hang on, we'll keep you warm and get you safe. I took some pictures. When the flash went off in her face, her eyes fluttered open. Nai? she asked, and then repeated, Nai? with a little sigh, relief, it sounded like, and closed her eyes again.